we're back for who knows what episode number. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're just happy to have a name at this point. Exactly. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I think we'll, we are back. It, all of these episodes are all episode one. Because yeah. They're all going to come out at the same time. All of these episodes are episode one. Exactly. Um, but thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Reckless and Culture podcast. I am your host, Imani. And I'm Jay, and I've been reckless this week. I've been, <laughs> I've been extremely reckless. I've been extremely reckless. Okay, are we going into details? Like, on a scale of one to ten recklessness, what are we talking here? Mm. Mm. Uh, for me, I'd say I was like an eight. A seven mm. eight. I was, yeah, I was... I, <laughs> I was reckless. So just (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. How about you? How Um, how are you? I feel like I was, so week-wise, I was pretty cultured. I did like this kind of like Monday through Thursday. I'm like cleaning up my diet and kind of stuff like that, cutting back on certain things. So Monday through Thursday, cool. You know, things were mm-hmm. <laughs> things were mm-hmm. valid. Friday, you know, that's when I can kind of cheat. <laughs> so Friday things got more reckless. Um, uh-huh. Saturday was very reckless, but it was like very cool. Saturday was a good day. Okay. So, yeah. But on a scale from one to ten. I'm more like a five. Oh, that's not bad. I mean, that, yeah, that, five. Me, that's like a normal week. Like yeah. Normal week yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A normal week is like that. Wow. It's Q4, though. Like, are, are we are we leaning more towards ending the year on a cultured or reckless? I'm hoping to end more cultured. I don't care <laughs> <laughs> this year is gonna end however it ends because honestly this year like this year was this this year wasn't normal from the from the jump to be completely honest and so this year has been extremely exhausting um yes. and the fact that you know people like ourselves have continued to create um get money, keep themselves and their families up, you know, Mm -hmm. it's very admirable because in addition to it being the strangest year ever, it almost seems like it's the slowest, fastest year too. Yeah. Like, I don't know how the months are just going by as fast as they are, but then your work day feels like it's snailing by. Yo, it feels like a week ago, it was the end of September. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how we got to this point in the month, and it's and it's about to be November. It's about to be November. It's almost the first of the month again, and I still not signed up what did to you be account- on OnlyFans you- or anything. I need to figure. I need is to that like an stop. accomplishment, or is that like, uh, or is that still on the to do list? Some people are making like forty k a week on OnlyFans. Oh, trust me, I know. I know. 
So, I mean, I need to just get out of my own way and just do it yeah. and get these bills paid. But Yo, just give me, th- <laughs> I just want three months. I, I just want three months. I just want, give me- exactly. I- <laughs> okay. I'm going to be reckless. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you gotten any offers to be, to have an OnlyFans? No. Do, do people offer like, Hey, you want to have an OnlyFans? Yo, like I've gotten, like I've been asked, "Hey, let's go have fun in OnlyFans." Oh no, I have not gotten those offers. Oh yeah, maybe it's... I'm lame. No, I don't think so. I'm wise. I feel like I'm wise. No, no, <laughs> your culture. This is the proof. Your culture. I'm obviously the reckless one that that, that someone let's would think go that. Let's have I, fun in OnlyFans. That... Okay. Oh yeah, it's not. It's not. Let's build a life together. It's not. Let's like, <laughs> let's let's have a let's have a safe, healthy, and yeah. like wholesome relationship. It's. I'm. Let's let's get some money together. Explicitly. <laughs> yeah. Let, yeah let, let's 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 get some money By any together. Means necessary. <laughs> I fuck with let's, it let's though. Go, yeah, let's get some money together. Yeah. You know the the because people are paying. I I have somebody I work with that apparently is subscribed to multiple no OnlyFans. That, I mean, someone's gotta subscribe so people can get this money. I'm not. I'm. I'm still getting folders sent to me. Yeah, those OnlyFans are still getting hacked. <laughs> <laughs> those OnlyFans are still getting hacked. Those are still getting uploaded. Um, so yeah. So I need to add that to my list of intentions. Get this OnlyFans yeah. money. Okay. Um, I did my list of intentions for October earlier in the month. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's nearing its end, so I'm gonna just yep. go ahead and push that to November. To be honest, <laughs> okay. <laughs> November, I'm coming in strong, and I'm getting this money. Um, I'm with it because I mean, like we said, it's Q4. Me personally, mm-hmm. I am, I am done. Like I'm so exhausted. Um, I don't know. Like, I know they've been saying like Mercury's in retrograde. So I, I read up on it. <laughs> I never, I never, I've always, I've, it's, it, that just seems like one of those things that's on Twitter that people just like reference. It's a real, it's a, it's supposed to be a real like astrological phenom. Um, but, but Mercury's yeah, been but, in retrograde like seven times in the so last year. So it happens year. like mad times. <laughs> it ends, Mercury. <laughs> This retrograde ends on election day. I'd never hear about like Saturn being in retrograde or like Pluto being in retro. I'd never hear Mercury about any of the other planets. Mercury is in these streets. That's what I'm saying. Mercury's in these Clearly. streets. Clearly. And I'm tired of sis because she <laughs> has been beating my ass. Um, but they just say like, you know, you're not supposed to make a lot of big decisions. You're not supposed to sign any really hefty contracts. And I mean, to be honest, just in this week alone, I've probably signed more NDAs than I've signed in my entire life. So I think I'm doing this whole thing wrong. No, you do um, what you want. It's because you do what you want when you pop it. I just you do what pray you want. that all of it goes well. Um, but as of now, everything's on the up and up. Last mm-hmm. week was just super busy. Um, and so this week, uh, I'm just trying to come in just kind of like ahead of the game. Um, yeah. I've been working out. I'm just trying to keep my energy up and just trying mm-hmm. to be on point because I have a lot of big things that are still like coming out. We're working on this podcast. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. 
But how are you uh, feeling? So how, uh, you know, the fourth quarter is always an interesting time for me because that's the one I like. I always block off the fourth quarter for closing out projects and getting prepared for the next year. So I typically don't take on new projects in the fourth quarter of the year. And so it's been interesting, um, especially as this year has progressed, um, because, you know, a lot of stuff was was stopped or shut down um, because of coronavirus. But in getting ready for next year, it feels like stuff is starting to ramp up, but everybody's kind of moving with caution because it's like because we still don't know when the end is going to be. Cases have started rising again. We're still the end like of the world or the end of Corona or both. I don't know which one's coming first. <laughs> okay. I honestly, Valid point. Don't, I, honestly, <laughs> I don't know which one is coming first. Um, and so I've been, you know, it's, it's actually been, it's actually a great time for me because I start to take assessment and, and I start to evaluate how I spend my time. That's a part mm-hmm. of this process that I go through in the fourth quarter in, of the year is just like how do I spend my time where do I spend my time where can I stop and where can I add um and so that's how like a lot of people experience burnout in this season mm-hmm. um and so you know I last year last year I did that last year I experienced burned out I, I experienced burnout so much so that I started to have panic attacks mm-hmm. um and you know now, especially since I've been working from home literally pretty much all year, mm-hmm. um, I have a much more I have a much more uh, visible perspective of where I spend my time, and this this time is good for me. And um, this year is just different than any other year that I've had, mm-hmm. and so um, just trying to figure out how we move forward. And how I move forward, how I, the thing that I'm building, how how that moves forward. Um, so it's an, it's just an interesting time. It's an interesting time of the year. Okay. Um, how do you how do you, like are you burnt out? Because it's it's been a it's been a wild year for for us. You know, as as people that are creative, as people that are you know running running things and doing things. Um, we have been on the, we have been on the front lines of culture for the last, for the, for honestly the last six months. Cause I feel like the the first three months of Corona, everybody was, everybody was kind of running around. And so like, once we got kind of settled into Corona, it's, if it's felt like we've been at the forefront. So how have you been like managing your, your burnout? Um, so I think it's one of those things, like, I don't even know if I'm experiencing burnout. I think it's more so, I'm just experiencing all the things that I knew and claimed, but it was like, they all Mm -hmm. came at once (laughs) and it all still requires, you know, action. You have to reply to this email. You have to, like, I've gotten several emails this week that were like really great news, but on some like hi, I need this back by 12. And I got the email at like 1130. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's definitely been one of those moments that make me realize like, this is the whole point of being prepared. Um, and you are prepared. So don't try to 
you know, don't psych yourself out and feeling like, oh my God, this is too much. This is too much. Cause it's like really exactly what you wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I'm just in that, like I'm in that space where I'm just receiving all of this shit that I wanted. And it, it like, people have to adjust to, you know, bad things happening and challenging things happening. But I also think people have to adjust to like good things happening and getting the things that you wanted and knowing how to like receive them. Uh, so I Absolutely. think that's where I'm at. So I don't, I don't know if it's quite burnout, but I do know I've been working my ass off. Um, mm-hmm. And then also just trying to live my life uh, <laughs> as thoroughly as I can and as intentional and, you know, just, just trying to stay true to that. Um, so it feels good and has its more draining moments, but mm-hmm. self-care, definitely. Um, I'm probably going to get like a massage sometime this week. Uh, and I'm trying to like schedule some time to go away, whether it be like upstate or. Yeah. Oh, you you going to uh, you going to the east side of Buffalo? No. <laughs> oh, that, I mean, probably gonna that. go like an hour away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to you know just checking the temperature. I didn't know if you were yeah if you were a fan of, of Benny's last last effort. Yo, that shit was crazy. I have. I still haven't stopped playing it. Yeah, no, it it, it goes like it really goes. Um, I'm really proud of him, and I really feel like it's crazy because he really is like. I mean, if we're talking about best rappers in New York, mm-hmm. no one is really touching him. But he's from Buffalo, so he doesn't necessarily get that that. NYC because a lot of times people just believe that it's supposed to be the best person in NYC mm-hmm. but it's just like he's from New York yeah so um I think Conway is a better rapper than him but I think Benny's gonna be the bigger star definitely definitely um, um but Burden Approved is definitely Q4 that's definitely Q4 playlist energy okay oh, um big facts like big facts. that shit is a vibe if you haven't listened to it, listen to it. Um, and on the day, you, you know what you're right feeling. Now? What, are you what am I to listening right to? Yeah. Um, let's see. That for sure. I've been listening to Lil Baby. I fuck with Lil Baby. Twenty One mm-hmm. Savage. Um, okay. What else? Oh, give you on. Well, I'm still listening to that little project, and I feel like that's really it. Because I guess it's like more of an EP, his project, yeah. Um, Anything outside of that is just like, you know, the standard. Oh, yeah, Sleepy Hollow. You heard of him? Okay. I I haven't. I haven't. Okay, I'll send you after. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, Drake announced that he is dropping in January. Um, So I am already, like, ready to hear that. Somebody tweeted... I hope this man isn't giving us a retirement album. And it's just like, it better not be. (laughs) It's so early on in his career. Drake's been out for 12, 12, 13 years. It's a long career. It's a long career. It doesn't feel like it. 
It doesn't I feel, feel like, like but, it's like. But it's, I, like I feel like he's been level. on for ten. Mm. I, 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 I see that. Like I, no, I mean he's definitely don't get. I'm see, the biggest yeah, I see big that. fan. I see that. So it's like, but I'm yeah. saying in terms of him being someone that people are actually looking at, like, oh, my nigga, you are really out here. I feel like that's been a solid ten. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that being said, I mean. 10, 10 years is a long time to do something, but it's still also like, I need more. It's, I need 20. Yeah. I need 20 more. Yeah. I need 20 yeah. more. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, need 20 it's, more. It's, it's, it's 10 and you drop an album every year and a half. So you've given yeah. us. I mean, yeah. but you know, Drake is known for a single, a fire single. Featured, a fire single. A fire a single fire. here and there. Mm-hmm. Um. But whatever is coming, I cannot wait to listen. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's what's been getting me through. Music has definitely been a vibe lately. Um, mm-hmm. so but how yeah, does music, I mean, like go into your creative process. Like, how do you how do you maintain like your authenticity? Like, like like a Drake who has maintained his authenticity and his creativity. How do you do the same in that in your in your in, in your in your space okay so for example um i did a photo shoot not too long ago and there was music playing and it looked like so much fun it looked oh yeah like, it, it was looked fire. like some, i wanted it to be there fire. i wanted to no, be there. It, was, it was fire we have to start figuring out a way to like i don't know but it was fire but yeah so you know music is playing things are going on people are asking me questions people are asking other people questions so in the middle of someone asking me a question the music went out so they had already asked me the question. So my mind is processing it at the rhythm that the music is playing. So when the music stopped, mm-hmm. I totally not even thinking about the question. My first thing is why the music stopped? Cause for me, music is indicative of the fact that things are flowing and things are still going in an orderly yep. way and whatever, like, you know, challenges come up, it's still going to, the music will continue. So mm-hmm. I feel like music is definitely um, a motivator and kind of, it can be the calm, like in the consistency for me um, that I need sometimes to press through like little ruts that I can get in or to kind of just keep me upbeat. Um, Mm -hmm. And sometimes a really good time tracker. Yeah, for sure. I'll be like, oh, okay, I heard five songs. So that's about this amount of minutes, you know, it can be helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also feel, so since we're talking about how music or, you know, other elements affect our creativity. I'm starting to look more into understanding the role that integrity plays in creativity, or if it has Mm -hmm. a role. Um, So just the, like, ideation, like, where does that come from? Like, you having an idea going into the universe and then now being taken, you know, by someone else who is open-minded as well, or the importance of authenticity um is replication still being creative or is it being you know um a thief like those have been a lot of my thoughts lately because mm-hmm. i don't know like I, i'm really big on the intention behind things and how things come off and i'm realizing that a lot of people don't have any integrity when it comes to what they're putting out. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
and it's not a requirement, so it, they're not wrong. Like, is, is it a requirement of creativity? That's what that's that's kind of that's what I'm thinking. I got I have I have that question because I like for me a part of one of the one of the things that I've kind of you know been ruminating on is that uh, innovation is built on the creativity of others. Um, okay. it, innovation is built on the creativity of others, and I like. A few months ago, I actually did like a devotional around like creativity because mm -hmm. like that's that's the space I operate in. And the verse that I used was was the story of Elisha. And uh, Elisha's mom, like he was he was at his house and Jesus came or, or a prophet came and told Elisha to grab all of the jars from the neighbor's from their neighbors and fill them with oil even though he felt like like his mom told them i only have this little bit of oil and um you know nobody knows the exact amount but her by her description it was a little bit of oil okay. and so what they did was they went and they collected jars from all of the neighbors um and that from from around where they lived and they had enough they had like they had enough oil to put um, inside of every, to fill all of the other jars. Mm -hmm. And so my interpretation of that is that it's okay to take other jars. It's okay to take, uh, to take other structures, to take other, to take other things and put your anointing, your creativity, your whatever, whatever you're pouring you have more than enough to fill every one of the other jars, not just in your house, but in the houses of the people that are in your proximity. And to me, that kind of speaks to, you know, creativity is, is that that's where I get the innovation and creativity is building on what others have already laid. Um, because that's a part of the reason why our, technological age is able to move so rapidly and so quickly is because we're literally just building on right now we're building on Facebook we're building on Twitter we're building on like we're building on computers we're building like everything is built on not starting from scratch and mm -hmm. so for me creativity is about making it your own mm -hmm. and and taking whatever, taking whatever you're taking, and just just putting it to the next level. And uh, Austin Austin sent me and a friend of mine a, a very interesting article that creativity is dead, and that we're in the age of curation. Send it to me. I I definitely well, it was by Heisner Heisner Riley, um, and um, it was it was an interesting read. Because it's a part of the reason why I think HBCUs are dying, um, and I think that's a whole that's a whole separate topic. But um, there, I think you know, a lot of times we get too focused on the traditional aspects of what creativity is, mm -hmm. and not necessarily the futuristic things of taking pieces of different things that inspire us and creating something new out of that. I see. I feel like that was a pretty good way of putting it. Um, I like the notion of 
you know, innovation basically being the creations of others or the accumulation of the creation of others. Um, I am, I don't know, like I, I'm, I'm just in a space where I just want to read more about it because I do feel like, you know, as creatives, it's easy for us to look at other people's work that we know have seen ours and it'd be like, they stole my shit. Like, you're doing what Mm -hmm. I'm doing. Um, And it's very interesting because, and and I think it it also, especially when you think about physical products or something that is tangible, it can, you have the actual proof, you know? Like, so it can be very, I don't know, it can be touchy to not feel like people are biting off of you. Mm-hmm. But it's like you said, like it, it, these are our ideas, our ideas, but they're not just our own. Like they're meant to be shared and spread and to serve as inspiration to others. Um, and if we wanted it to be our own and to be that, I guess, untouchable, then you can't release it. So I feel like as yeah. creators, we have to make that decision. Like, oh, okay, sure. you don't want anyone to replicate or to be inspired and to do their own version, cool, don't release it. That's the only way to, to ensure that that doesn't happen. <laughs> Keep that shit. Um, so yeah, I appreciate you breaking it down um, like that. I think that's helpful for myself and for our listeners. Um, so that being said. Of, okay. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, I was going to say a part of, a part of, um, a part of creativity is bringing the other minds in. So like, how do you deal with that like how do you how do you deal with bringing other minds into your creativity and and managing that especially because a lot of those times there are people that we are close to and we're friends and that that adds a nuance to how we to how we approach um the creative process yeah definitely like partnering with others is something that I'm always thinking about and how that'll affect not only my execution, but the process and you know, the result, and also just mm-hmm. how I feel about the result. So I'm big on, you know, I am because we are, I'm big on community. I'm big on the mm-hmm. fact that the only way to fuck up is to think that you don't need help and try to do everything on your own. Um, mm-hmm. But I typically work with, so first of all, I work with a lot of individuals that are used to doing things on their own. So it's kind of their first, um, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Okay, I'm gonna Mm -hmm. figure out a way to do 5,000 things. And so then I chime in like, wait, you know, we can split it up. 2,500 things for you, 2,500 things for me. And then it's like, now we're both doing everything. (laughs) So like, I've just been trying to really focus on delegation and also just, understanding like my role better like one of the reasons why because like I know we've talked previously about like why I ended up going why I considered therapy and why um, I wanted Mm -hmm. to be you know in that space and it was one of the big reasons was because I manage a lot of personalities and I felt like Mm -hmm. you know I wanted to be my best version you know just to better respond and interact and engage and connect with people Um, and I wanted to do that in a very authentic way And so that being said, like partnering to me, the most important aspect of it, just from my experience, is understanding who you're working with, understanding 
how they feel more than you understand what they're capable of, I think um, is essential and a part that a lot of people skip. Uh, mm -hmm. I need to know where your head is at when you're creating, or I need to know where your head is at when we are about to execute. I need to know, you know, what, are you here to give 80% today and I'm the 20 or are you giving more like 40 and I'm giving 60? I need to know these yeah. things so I can, you know, better, I can be better present and, and show up for you. Um, so communication has been super heavy for me um, within partnerships. Uh, and also just understanding, especially as a woman um, who, I mean, I worked with women, but I also have a lot of experience working in male dominated spaces. It can be challenging to be you know, having to be dominant and having to be assertive in those spaces. Um, mm -hmm. So also just owning that and owning the fact that, okay, I mean, it's part of it. It's all a yeah. balance. Um, so understanding that I am just a mere aspect of a balance um, and holding people accountable. Like, hey, we're partners here. If you can't, you know, if you're only given 20% today, cool, I'm with that. But it needs to be all of your 20%. So I know yeah. that I can only, you know, that I can come with my 80. Or mm -hmm. just making sure that everyone's holding up their end of their bargain. I get that. I totally understand that. How do you partner? Um, what type of partner are you? That's the hard part for me. That's I think that's the hardest part about the new creative process mm -hmm. is that my ability to my ability to partner has been interesting because it's not something that I'm used to. I didn't like my schooling, like the way that I grew up, my schooling, I spend about 40% of my schooling by myself in classes by myself. So like from the time, from the time that I was in seventh grade until the time that I was in, uh, until the time that I was, until I, really the time that I graduated from college, I spent at least one class by myself. Because when I moved to North Carolina, I went from, I went from being um, in, the, in that school in Massachusetts, like I came in and I knew algebra. I was doing I was doing algebra when I was in fourth grade. I see. And so when I got to North Carolina and when I got to school in North Carolina, they uh they actually tried to move me up two grades. I'm sure your parents <laughs> were like, nah. <laughs> no, not exactly. Exactly. And and I only I didn't do it because there was a specific high school that I was trying to go to and I couldn't transfer into that high school. I had to matriculate that in. Soon. I see, I see. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see. And so uh, I did, I had to do math and science by myself, seventh grade and eighth grade because they had to, they, they had to, they, they brought in a special teacher to teach me math because I like I, in middle school, they didn't teach geometry. They didn't teach algebra one and they didn't teach geometry. So math dolo, yeah. I can respect science alone is kind of strange because all of the projects were group projects for mm -hmm. me in my seventh grade class. <laughs> so I had, I had to do all of it by myself. 
seventh grade and eighth grade. And then when I got to high school, my high school in my first two years, I did all of my core classes in high school. So in within my first four semesters of high school, I did four Englishes, three maths, three sciences, like all of the, all of the hard all of the hard classes that I was supposed to do like throughout four years, I did them in two. Mm-hmm. And so, but because of that, when I Fuck got to kids. high school, <laughs> yeah, when <laughs> when I got to high school, I was already I was already two grades above in math than everybody else that I was taking. So I had to take mm-hmm. a math class by myself, and just like in seventh grade, I had to take it like I had to take that by myself during a time when everybody else was in a different class. Mm. And so, so you, know, you, skip, my, you don't have the, I feel like where most people learned to partner, which is in like that kind of grade school mm-hmm. element. I, you, I learned to be self-sufficient. I see. I learned uh, exact. So that's, that's a part of the reason as to why I am the way I am because this I. Is your trauma. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, it might be trauma. I don't know, but <laughs> it might be trauma. But to be completely honest, it it made me a it made me a monster because mm-hmm. I didn't have to, I didn't have to be at school after eleven o'clock throughout all of high school. Fire. And so, oh, it was, it was definitely fire, and I was causing fire and reckless. I, reckless. I was being reckless. No culture. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. This was definitely before the culture. Well, I mean. Y- the culture aspect was the fact that you were, you know, intelligent and handling your business in school. Yeah. So, and so in high too. school, I didn't, I didn't have to be at school until after, after 11 o'clock. So I would, I would either be at school causing mischief or I would just go to a different high school and cause mischief. Oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, that's what I would do. Cause I would just, cause there was another high school that was literally down the street. Mm-hmm. And I knew a bunch of people there from when I was in middle school. And so I would go down to that high school and I would cause mischief there. And uh, somehow I got cool with the, uh, (laughs) somehow I got cool with the principal and the principal of my high school. Yeah, I got, I got cool with the principal of my high school and freshmen actually weren't supposed to leave the building, Mm -hmm. but I was, I was out of there. Gone. Absolutely. All I had to do was bring the principal back a burger from the student union. A and W burger. He was he was he was happy. And then sophomore year, Easy. and then sophomore year, <laughs> sophomore year, I got a car. <laughs> I was out of there. <laughs> and so partnerships are partnerships are are not difficult for me, but they're foreign to me. Um, because I didn't start having to partner until I got to college, until I got to like the second university that I went to. So it was and never so, a need to you. It was always an option. Yeah, for sure. And so being in, I was always in classes by myself. And so once I got to the second university that I went to, it was, I'd, I had learned how important that was because I got excused from the first university that I went to. <laughs> and then you realize. Yeah. And then I, I realized, <laughs> yeah, I, I realized that participation, partnership, 
like building and growing inside of those classes, that was the thing that would uh, propel me to the next level and allow me to accomplish more. And so, you know, I learned that, but I never, I, I still haven't necessarily exercised that in the way that um, would be extremely beneficial until I got into the creative space that I'm in now where I work with a bunch of phenomenal and creative people um, that all understand their space and all understand like the role that they play. Um, and now, now I get it. Now I get how group projects would actually be extremely cool and beneficial. Mm -hmm. And uh, at some point they would have been dope, but I had to write all of those 25 page papers by myself. So, that was, I hated group project papers. That was the silliest thing ever. Um, but moving right along. So do you feel like you are comfortable asking for help? No, I'm not comfortable asking for help. Until Are you good at stating what it is I, that you need? I am now. I, I was not at one point, but I am now. I'm, I'm much better now um, than I was previously. Um, getting into getting into the creative space is understanding that is and the the most efficient way to do it is understanding that you have a space and that there are others and they have their space and the mm -hmm. way that you you create the most efficiently the way you create best is by channeling those other people to do what they do and not and not trying to do their job for them and it's about yeah. communication. It's about camaraderie. It's about partnership. It's about it's about all of those things. Trust. Um, ex absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Because you know one of one of my one of my closest friends, he and I, he and I have have multiple conversations a day, mm -hmm. and that's a part of the trust. Um, because we have difficult conversations. We call each other out when we aren't doing what we're supposed to do. We call each other out mm -hmm. when we are when we haven't hit deadlines, but we also call each other out when we did something great. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like, that's the, that's the closest experience that I've had to uh, partnership inside of, you know, what I do now. But um, it's interesting seeing, especially when it comes to like working with brands, working with bigger brands and what that kind of partnership looks like. Um, because that's, that's kind of the mode that I'm stepping into now is is really figuring out like okay how do i how do i live inside of this new brand how do i live how do i live inside this new brand and how do i how do i activate myself to be a part of a part of what they're building mm -hmm. yeah that is um partnership is is such a huge theme in my life um mm -hmm. Friendship is also a really big thing in my life. And those are two things that I've been trying to um, prioritize. And uh, sometimes it can be easier. So for example, like the partners that I have with work and like the projects that I work on outside of like my full-time job, those are all, are selected to be in those spaces. So the people yeah. have, you know, clearly become friends, almost like family. 
So it's very easy to prioritize them because we have business together as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But as of lately, like I've been trying to tap back into my friendships outside of that and to make sure that I am nurturing um, and tending to those relationships and also just communicating what it is that I want to see from them um, and moving in a way that represents that regardless of understandings or, or regardless yeah. of misunderstandings. Because a lot of times you can get into a misunderstanding and now everybody's up in arms and it's like, bro, what is the outcome? Like, what is the goal here? Yeah. And then just trying to keep that at the forefront um, of my friendships and, you know, just all my relationships. Um, but I do Speaking think of that- relationships. You've been, you've been, you've been talking about, you've, you've, you've mentioned weeks back to back that you yes. are, have you been on a first date yet? Um, hmm. I don't know how I'm going to answer. I don't know. Wait. <laughs> how do you Let's define a first date? How do you define a first date? No. Yeah. I'm saying, I don't know if, I don't know if I want to share it for the podcast. Oh, you got someone listening. Moment. It's all good. You got someone listening. It's all good. It's all good. I don't know if I want to share it. <laughs> Comedy um, style. <laughs> just, it's, just, it's just comedic. We'll take it's, this it's, offline. It's... <laughs> <laughs> we'll take this offline. But um, uh-huh. no, but even like in, in better understanding, like, you know, how I am as a partner in business or in creativity mm-hmm. and how I am as a friend has definitely wanting to be better in those roles definitely is what has like brought me up to the idea like oh okay maybe I'm in a good space to actually be like a proactive and um I guess like a reciprocal partner in an actual like intimate relationship so mm-hmm. I feel like they all align and I feel like you have to be an active part of your community um and the spaces that you occupy in order to be a good partner to anybody um that's fair that be in business you know relationships friendships so yeah Mm -hmm. that's my vibe right now um and giving people their flowers like while they're here life is short yo life is is very short life is very short life is very very short that's why i've been reckless show up (laughs) that's why i've been that's why i've been reckless all week because it it makes it easier to be reckless it hit me that like Yo, why are you in a rush? Yeah. Why are you in oh, a I've rush? Oh, I've never rushed. That's never been my dilemma. <laughs> nah, I was, in, I was in a rush. I was in a rush. At one point, I was in a rush. Mm-hmm. But now I'm just like, yo, you still got a lot of life. Exactly. Still, you still got a lot of life. There's no, there's no reason to rush. Word. And so... Yeah, I feel like that's fair. I feel like that's the content space that I'm in right now. Like I'm not in a rush to mm-hmm. do anything. Like mm-hmm. I'm just here to kind of enjoy, you know, the moments that present themselves to me and, you know, try to make things more enjoyable for others as well. So Zen the fuck out is my attitude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like I that song. <laughs> I feel you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and also just, preparing I want my because I did read well someone actually like posted this as a caption and they were just saying like the 2020 agenda is virtual and to try to stay like remain as human as possible and so I think Mm -hmm. with me realizing like winter is coming I'm about to be hibernating because I'm not a fan of the cold 
Mm-hmm. And I'm in the Northeast again. So it, I haven't gotten used to it. I'm sorry, y'all. And I've been here since 2014. Yeah. It was 80 degrees yesterday. And I, and I, I don't understand. I don't understand how it's like. It was hoodies. It was. I thought it was hoodie season. I thought, like in in my head, I was gonna be down like three hoodies by the end of this. By the end of hoodie season. No. But clearly, hoodie season has not left. I mean, cl- yeah. cl- it hasn't arrived. It hasn't started where it you are. It has no, no, absolutely not. It was. We're 80, definitely. It was, we're getting hoodie. Today. It's hoodie season here. Um, it has to. It be. definitely has its random days where it's warmer than expected, and you have on a hoodie, and now you're like sweating. Yeah. But yeah. like yesterday, because I've still been kind of entertaining the or utilizing the outdoor dining. So mm. um, I went somewhere yesterday, and I was like near the water, but they had yeah. heaters out there. But it was still like one of those things where once that sun went down, you need to put your hoodie on. Um, I get it. So yeah, winter is winter is on Fall's ass right now, um, where I'm at, <laughs> and I just want to be well aligned within my relationships for them to withstand this extreme withdrawal that <laughs> I'm about. I feel to. like I feel like that's cold. I feel like that's code for something. I feel like that's code for something. I feel like you playing. Are you playing it safe? Playing what safe? You said you're you're trying to keep your relationships. I don't. I want to stay connected I'm, I'm with listening. my people, so that oh, way, fair. when you know I'm hibernating, it doesn't like when I'm not coming out. People mm-hmm. can. It doesn't seem like oh yeah, she just don't fuck with nobody. It's like nah, I'm just cold, and I want to make sure that we're in a good space where we can chat regularly. Like you can come to me with your things, I can come to you with your things without yeah. me presently having to be there. Yeah, I mean, but that's what this whole entire year has gotten us ready for. It has. Because, like, this whole entire year has got, like, I've I've used FaceTime exponentially yeah. more yeah. than I had. Like, I call people on FaceTime like I called, like, I text them now. Exactly. Which is, weird. like, I'll call, I'll call somebody on FaceTime to say one sentence. Mm-hmm. And I will call somebody on FaceTime to say, did you get my text? <laughs> <laughs> Did you get my text? Yeah, you're, you're sick. You're sick. <laughs> Did you get my text? Because that shit was funny. And I want to see if you're laughing or not. Um, nah, it's definitely been like a FaceTime year. Um, it's definitely been a FaceTime year. And yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. I just want to be like super connected. And I want to feel comfortable like reaching out to people and telling them, you know, things that I need or ways mm-hmm. that I'm feeling. Cause I don't think that that's always been easy for me in the past. I'm very self-sufficient. And mm-hmm. um, even though I'm big on community, I've always somehow maneuvered my idea of community to, to mean kind of me being more nurturing and a part of something, but I've left out the part that it should nurture me as well. And that I'm supposed to be receiving something as well. So I'm just like yep. really tapping into getting better at receiving. Mm-hmm. That's um, fair. Yeah, and when winter coming, I don't want to be in my house like all seasonally depressed. <laughs> so I need to connect with my folk. Okay. 
<laughs> I get it. I get so it. If you're listening, check in with me. I'll check in with you. If you know me, you know. Um, but yeah, winter is coming. What is the vibe for winter? What are you on? You have a whole setup in your backyard, right? You have a fire pit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, steps. So uh, your stages vibe is one lit. Yeah, stages one and two of the pergola have been uh, built out. <laughs> and uh, stages three, like by the end of December, every, I mean, not December, by the end of November, everything should be, you know, in its place. And okay, that's good timing. That's vibrations. Right. The good, the the wholesome, good vibrations. I feel um, bad. And so, Are you a winner? Do you? How do you feel about the cold? I love it. Okay. I love it. I love I it. I respect. Oh yeah, you're from Boston. Exactly. Mm. It gets crazy cold there. So yeah, I I love I I enjoy being outside. I enjoy being okay. outside when it's cold. Does the cold weather stop you from busting moves? Like, are you one of those people that's like, it's too cold outside? A pandemic didn't stop me from busting moves. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I am someone, I will cancel plans because it's too cold. I'm not. If I get outside, I have to hit that. Oh, shit. I'm not coming out. Yeah. I'm the the president. I'm the president of the pull up party. Okay. So so I will, I'll pull up, I'll pull up to wherever. Got you. Um, yeah, I guess my vibe for winter is I definitely want to create more. Um, I'm really into fashion, so I kind of want to play around with just like designing some things and like customizing some existing pieces I have. Um, mm-hmm. Always really big into vintage and especially now like sustainability. So just like I don't know, just I want to be comfortable in my home and kind of just be on that type of vibe. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the holidays, like winter is very busy for me because my family's full of like December babies, stuff like that. So I'm just very interested mm-hmm. to see like what people are going to be doing for birth, you know, like as like holidays come up, like birthdays, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, like how is that going to work um, in the midst of all this? Yeah. Yeah, so birth. It's about to be. It's gonna be a cold winter, I think. Uh, I feel like I, I've got a feeling that global warming is gonna be like super prevalent this 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 winter. My homeboy was saying that he was like, I mean, I mean, it's been hot. Like, what do you mean? So, I'm not mad at. <laughs> I don't know. It's so fucked up. Like, if it's not that cold, I'm not mad at it because I hate the cold. But I also don't want globe to be like the temperature you know, hasn't dipped. The temperature hasn't dipped at all. Towards, yeah, destruction. I don't want the globe <laughs> to be advancing towards destruction. Is the final thought. <laughs> um. Yeah, I feel like. So, are you more of a cultured? Like, is winter more cultured or reckless for you? Uh, it's a good mix of both because that's like winter is a great time. For, like people think summer is a great time to bust like 
It's a bust. Is a great time to bust your plays. Nah, winter is winter is a great time because everybody's inside. Winter like summer. Summer is a great time to date because there's a bunch of activities outside. Like especially, you know, honestly, you don't have to spend a whole lot of money. Like it's easy to date during the summertime. During the winter, mm-hmm. you can bust your moves. You can like everybody's inside. You can think like you can map out a whole night during the Are winter. Are you entertaining time. this during, winter? Uh, I feel like you have a setup, a nice little welcoming. I don't know what I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. What I'm doing this winter. I'm, you know, I'm 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 relaxing this winter. I think this will be the first winter, and this will be the first winter in three and three years that I'm not. Nah, yeah, this is the first winter in three, almost four, in four years that I haven't been in a relationship. Interesting. And so, um. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to be cultured, but I'm sure some recklessness will pop up. So do you feel like winter is? Do you feel like relationships are more top of mind during the winter? Absolutely. Because the cuffing Absolutely. season. Yeah, uh, relationships. When did definitely... cuffing season start exactly? Can we get a time, a date? Was uh, it in general? Yeah, like, I feel like it's, like, right around now, right? Okay. I mean, I feel like cuffing season started, like, I feel like cuffing season started in, like, May. Oh, wow. (laughs) Preseason. Yeah. No, because there were a bunch of, (laughs) there were a bunch of people that came out with their relationship. Like, they had to. (laughs) <laughs> like a bunch of people had to come out with their relationship during the pandemic. Okay. And why don't you um, post me like that type of vibe? Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> that's the worst. <laughs> the- <laughs> so winter's heavy on the winter is for lovers. Yeah, winter is winter is definitely for lovers. It's and yeah, uh, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like winter is for lusters. I don't feel like winter is for lovers. I feel like ah, winter is for lusters. Lusters. Yeah, winter winter is for lusters. And uh winter is spicy. Okay. I'm following. It's it's, it's very it's it's <laughs> hot toddy type of energy. Okay, I'm with it. I'm with it. Yeah, I mean I'm definitely looking forward to winter. I'm definitely looking forward to being in the crib. And not really have to explain many reasons why I'm not coming out. Um, for me, are you getting cuffing season text text right now? No, no, no. I'm looking at. The... <laughs> I mean, not right, not not like at this very moment. Oh, cuffing season. This very moment. Yeah. Are you are you, are people starting like are you are people starting to reach out? Are people starting to give you the like? What is. <laughs> Did you drop any snowflakes? I dropped a snowflake. I dropped a snowflake. Oh, you did. I I dropped a snowflake. Um, somewhat like kind of like funny, like, but yeah, I've definitely gotten some feedback from some friends. Um, 
mm-hmm. just in terms of you know how the like dating how you know i can put myself out there and blah blah blah, blah. so mm-hmm. i'm kind of just and don't get me wrong i've dated this isn't like i'm not like a child but it's just more so i haven't dated in a while but I definitely, I definitely do feel like, um, as of lately, I've just been like taking a step back from social media because I do feel like uh, there's a lot of like fundamental issues with it. And we're going to start to see a lot of the repercussions of people's mental health uh, mm-hmm. from this soon. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I feel like, like we've already point. started to see it. Yeah, we definitely have. Um, I personally experienced that like within my friend group, just people mm-hmm. that are struggling with the idea of like reality versus social media and it making mm-hmm. them, you know, feel away. Um, yeah. And so that being said, I have, I don't know, like I think I'm just being like more intentional about the things that I share and how I present things. I get it. And so in terms of snowflakes and dating and rosters, I'm keeping my shit low right now. And also just, I know like one thing that I've been thinking about is what it is that you want in a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, how people have been trapped in the house with their significant others. Like, you have to think about, is this somebody you can be stuck in the house with in case another global health pandemic happens? Oh, we're, um, oh, we're going into, we're going into the second, we're getting ready for the second wave right now. Oh, see, on our end, it says that we are approaching the third wave. And apparently, huh. while things have been huh. open right now, we've been in the second wave. I thought hmm. when they said like it was a second wave coming, they meant like things were going to be shut down. Like that was going to be the indicator. What's what's on the horizon for you this upcoming week? What's new? What are you putting out? How is your uh, how is your offering going? Uh, it's actually going. It's it's going pretty well. It's actually okay. going pretty well. Uh, this week I plan on being. Pre- I be I plan on being pretty reckless. Okay. I had a conversation with with Austin earlier, in which I told him that this week I was extremely reckless. Like I like in thinking about and and rethinking my week. I might want to move that eight up to a nine because I was very. Tense to me is I, jail time. Yeah, I was. Uh, I I wasn't. Not. See, like fifteen for me is jail time. Like ten for me is okay. like I was okay. just being a wild nigga all gotcha. all week, and so um, this is like for me reckless. Like this week is just like I spent. I'm not gonna tell you what I spent my time doing, but okay. <laughs> I was just reckless this week, and so this week I plan on being mildly reckless but the uh the asset pack is doing is doing pretty well um and i've already started working on the second one and while i'm doing that 
I think like that's what I like about the fourth quarter and about being in kind of the space right now is just like this fourth quarter is about me getting ready for next year. And so I'm doing a lot of planning. I'm doing a lot of, you know, putting stuff together. And so the, the asset pack two might come out in January. Okay. Um, because right now I'm working on the e-course and as as a part of, a part of the e-course is that you get asset pack number 1 for free. Okay. Like when you get the e-course you get asset pack number 1 for free and you can and that will actually help you build a knowledge of how these programs work. And so Hi. I'm excited for you know you know what's what's next the the dopest thing about all of these products is that i get to they're an extension of my company mm-hmm. and so whenever i do work i can i i like to create things from scratch and so a part of me doing this is me figuring out the things that i like and the things that i think would be helpful for other people and how I can package them in a way that brings them value. Um, Because the biggest thing about all of the things that I'm offering, all the things that I'm doing is about bringing value to other people and creating value for creators. Mm -hmm. Um, Because our time is our value. The more time we spend working on a project is the less time we spend working on something else. And so how can I move forward? How can I move a creative's progress forward um, in a very quick way? And so a lot of the things that that I'm, that, that I'm doing now is about and for creators and allowing them the space to be, it's, it's, it's allowing them to build on my creativity. And that's where, you know, that, that's a part of like my thought process on it. Um, kind of going back to the conversation we were having earlier is this like, I want them to build on my creativity. And, you know, I had a, I had a separate promo that I, that I, that I hadn't released that started out by saying creativity, like the, the foundation of creativity is building on the foundation of innovation is building on the creativity of others. And so seeing that and kind of putting other people in the position to do that and and experience that um has helped me and i and i look forward to it helping them that's fire um yeah i definitely feel like a lot of people can benefit from it so um positioning it in a way where they're able to understand how valuable it is to them is definitely going to be key but Mm. i'm excited for you um i like the idea of the e-course i really like that and yeah, I can't wait to 